Hi, this is Ben Thorpe, Associate Research Editor with Farm Equipment. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Farm Equipment Soundbites. In this episode, I sat down with Monarch Tractor CEO Praveen Penmetsa to talk about the company's plans to have farmers self-repair their upcoming autonomous all-electric tractor, which is set to hit the North American market in late 2022. How do you see this transition from all the traditional diesel engine components to the electric-based equipment. In fact, I, we have a fellow out of there right now who's putting out a survey about that, mm-hmm. and she's asking dealers how they expect that oh. transition to go. I think that's the big question everybody's wondering. So do you see it being easy? And, and what yeah. kind of tech or improvements to their facilities are dealers going to have to make in your mind? Like, what's really going to have to change about the service model? Well, that's a great question, Ben. And from a transition standpoint, anytime industries do these transitions, um, it's never easy or fast. Um, But again, that's where it also comes down to how we roll out the technology and how how do we support uh, the farmers in making this transition and how do we support the dealers in making this transition. So from the great thing about the electrification and the transition to electrification is you know, we have already seen one or two industries start to go through this on the automotive side, the trucking side. So both these have, uh, you know, have taught us a lot. So we should be able to leverage those lessons there. So, but our, uh, when we talk to state and federal agencies, uh, not just in the US, but all over the world, we are also making a case for the agencies to support the farmers in helping make this transition on the farm side of things, number one. Whether that's in providing incentives for transition, whether it's in providing uh, support for the infrastructure, both the charging side as well as on the connectivity side, are both things that the state and federal agencies need to do more if they want to accelerate the transition. Similarly, on the dealer side also, the great thing is the dealers are now familiar with connectivity technologies. You know, they all deploy and offer services such as uh, RTK GPS for navigation and uh, farm planning systems, et cetera. So some of these are in place. There's still a fair amount of uh, work to be done on training the, the next generation of workforce on these new technologies, whether that's electrification, that's high voltage battery systems, uh, more uh, power electronics. The safety side of it and the maintenance uh, side of it are all things that, uh, um, again, we, we need to put in place. And that's at the university's level, that's at the technical institute's level, that's at the uh, mechanic school level. We need to go through those things. And again, that's that's another place where both the industry as well as the state and federal agencies should really focus their efforts on providing support for those retraining and education. And then, but uh, when it comes to what we are doing at Monarch, our whole philosophy here is we want to use technology to, to make this transition faster and smoother. And we have seen that to be possible now, right? Is uh, thanks to the logistics and distribution network, we can directly ship parts if needed to the farmer very quickly within a day or two. We, have all, we can now leverage that ecosystem that uh, the logistics and distribution uh, uh, people have invested a lot into. We can use to send that to our parts. We can also use technology uh, to kind of train the farmer on swapping out these components on how to do it and then have our technical support as backup where they can actually lean on us, um, you know, have a, you know, a Zoom call or a video call to say, hey, you know, this is what this looks like. Can you walk me through this instead of us saying you cannot touch this? 
And the third big component there is we have designed our product from day one to be able to do that so that when everything is ready and the repair is complete, we can do a complete check and sign off on it remotely. So that's one of the big things that uh, existing equipment companies bring up is, oh my God, right? Uh, there's safety issues here. There's liability issues here. There's additional warranty issues here. Uh, we at Monarch feel like they're solvable if, if, you're, if you can use technology. Why can't we use technology to uh, do full test the product and say yes, right? It meets all the specs. The repair is good, far, good job. Let's, let's start using the equipment again instead of saying you cannot touch it, you cannot open it. So it's a completely different mindset from that standpoint. So those are the three crux areas for us is how do we help the farmers make that transition, the dealers make that transition. Mm. And also how can we use technology to make it easier to repair, but also to prevent the safety and liability issues as much as possible. Can you kind of break down what repairs you see farmers doing versus what repairs you see dealers doing and kind of how you're gonna make that clear for farmers? Yeah, the big thing for us is the modular design, whether it's the roof electronics, whether it's our swappable battery pack or you know, some of the other systems that we have. So both those are really easy to do where it's almost a pure mechanical play and then you kind of do the software test again at the end of it and then you can deploy the tractor. Uh, so both those systems have been designed to be upgraded, field upgradable, uh, number one. Number two is, but it's still a tractor. It's still an our tractor since it supports existing drivers and existing implements. We also provide support for hydraulics, et cetera. So anytime there's a big hydraulic tear-up or there's a big uh, transmission tear-up, right? Those are the kind of things where dealers already have the existing infrastructure. They already have the existing capabilities to do transmission rebuilds, hydraulic system uh, redos, right? Redoing the lines, fixing the lines, fittings, leaks, et cetera. So those are all the areas where the dealers get to use their existing infrastructure. Those are also not the kind of things most farmers are set up to do on their farm. And usually they don't want to, right? So that's how we see the split. But we definitely see the needle moving a lot further towards the farmer going forward, uh, just with the, with the technology and with the modularity. Because that's the fastest way to do it at the end of the day, is if we can get the farmer to immediately do a, a, a swap Right, and we can support them and get the equipment up and running again versus it going to the dealer, getting lined up, scheduled, fixed, and back out into the field. There's a fair amount of cost as well that goes along with it. What are some of the ways that you're providing training to these dealerships? I know the last time you said you're working with some dealerships already and how this is going to look. Um, what are some of the, the actual resources you guys are, are giving them or are going to give them in the future? So currently, we are talking to a lot of dealers. We are seeing what the infrastructure is on one side, Ben, but on the other side, we're also seeing, uh, we're gathering more and more data on our tractor as well. Like what are the common issues? How many times do they occur? What are the fixes? Can we fix it out in the field or do we need to bring it back to our uh, service uh, shops for repair? And once they come in, those are the times when we document these things and then we are also writing procedures down and that whole package will then go back out to the dealers once the tractor goes through the dealers. Mm. But initially, we see it as a phased approach uh, where we have to be very conversant with the, the issues and the fixes. And then we use the same data uh, to enable the dealers to start doing the, their repair side as well. So we're writing all those things. Uh, we are collecting all that information. We are creating all those uh, content of how to do that. Yeah. 
Do you have a, a rough timeline on when you'll have your first official dealer? Is there a, a time frame you're aiming for? Uh, nothing that we can disclose publicly. Those are all discussions that are happening right now. And as you can imagine, uh, these are important discussions with a lot of uh, different legalities and terms and et cetera. So, but we, we definitely are committed to the dealer channel in terms of uh, pushing our tractor through. Um, so, but it'll be a different kind of uh, uh, profile, right? That we look for. Yeah, yeah. And this is all, this is in the, the West Coast market you're all looking at for these dealers? Yeah, we start here uh, on the West Coast first and then branch out from here. But yeah, but eventually we want our tractor at, uh, in all regions uh, with farmers everywhere being able to access it. So, but definitely starting off in the, on the West Coast first because we can also support the dealer network well because we are based out of here. Right. That's all for this episode of Farm Equipment Soundbites. Thanks for joining us.